Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, this is episode 145. Five episodes until we are at the epic. 150. What are we going to do, John? Um, Throw something together at the last second. <laughs> like always. <laughs> like always. We need... No, like we did with episode 50, Chris. Right. Episode 50 snuck up on us just as much. Yeah. See, the thing is, it's not really sneaking up on us because we keep talking about it every week. We just, we just refuse to plan anything. Yeah, I don't know about refuse. When is it actually going to be? Because I know we mapped it out like however, like the first of the year, we mapped yeah, out you, when this episode was. I don't know. But uh, I, let me, let me I look. I think so. we at least need... Some kind of uh, this is what this is what I, I demand, John. These are my d- list of demands. Yes. Okay. I want a giant chocolate chip cookie. Holy cow! That says episode one fifty on it. Can we eat it on the show? We, like we while can definitely eat it recording. on the show. We have to have some milk and slurp so up the milk. Milk oh, and cookies. Yeah. I don't remember know about slurping. We, remember whenever we recorded the uh, the review of that uh, live wire, the return of of a Mountain Dew live wire. Mm, yeah. Remember whenever we drank Surge on the air? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm. There's a a ladybug on your wall and just flew there. Dude, okay, so, crazy story. I mean, obviously, uh, like, I had the windows open earlier okay. to where, like, the wind would blow through and, like, it was warmer well, today. Probably, and, the wind probably brought in the And ladybug. our AC air condition, our, our, our AC unit has, uh, has, has needed repair at least seven times since we moved into this new house. It's crazy. Um, so it's now blowing hot air if you turn on to cool setting. That's the way you want it. Always good. But, no, like, uh, earlier, I guess it was sometime in the fall, right, we... We got up and got out, like, in our house, like, outside of that, all of these units was just covered in, in ladybugs one mm. day. And it was just a, a, a wild, wild time. I bet you this is one that had, uh, had, had gone into hibernation somewhere around the neighborhood. And then whenever I opened the windows today, he decides, oh, it's warmer in there. I'm going to sneak inside. What if it's like a, a la- uh, um, butterfly on the, under the dome kind oh of scenario? Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, dude! Is that show still like? Is there? Are they no, that show's season? done because the show was terrible. Yeah, I think we talked about it whenever right. it had its final episode. Right. Yeah, the show was awful. Um, book was really good. Yeah. Like the, the show started out okay. Yeah, I mean, and the first just, episode was okay. And and the first season was decent. Yeah. It just but like second start like second season on like it just steadily declined into just utter trash territory. There's only so much you can do whenever you're under a dome. All the time. Yeah, I mean that wasn't even really the issue. The issue issue was just you know the plot lines were absurd. The acting was terrible. The <laughs> I mean it really was just missing like, on every point. Chris. Like at, at one point you know like they 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 could freely like almost freely travel um, in and out of the dome. What? And then there were these like weird alternate versions of the dome. Um, like that, alternate reality alternate, style, well, like like, like, uh, like no. CW Flash multiverse. No, no, as in like the, their 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 memories um, were wiped and they had memories implanted in them that hadn't really happened, and so what? that was the alternate. It's kind of like a Flash sideways kind of stuff on Lost. Oh my gosh! Um, and and this then, is only the second season. Yeah, and the, and then like there was you know I feel like, like you got to at least do like four or five seasons before you do any Flash sideways. I mean, I don't know. Like it was just it was just terrible. Or I don't just even know decide if I go not on. to do Flash sideways and like. Everyone's happy. I don't even want to go on. No, just no. don't. Just don't, Chris. So, what have you been up to lately? Um, so there's been a lot actually, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to not say what my pick of the week is because I think okay. we're we're going to dive into that in a little bit. Right. Maybe. Maybe I just gave that away, Chris. Maybe I shouldn't no, have given that away. No, we're going to okay. do that. So, uh, first thing, I will say, 
Rocket League. Mm, we are going to talk about that later. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's just leave that here. I'm just going to let that sit. <laughs> just I'll just leave this here. Yes. Um and uh yeah, so I've been uh, been been doing some like watching some TV, catching up on some things that way. Mm. Um been obviously doing some Rocket League, but uh other than that, I mean, not a not a ton. That's it? Um No, I think so. I don't think I think Damn. so. Well, I mean, well, like right. I said, I don't want to give away what my pick of the week is. And then, obviously, we're going to talk okay. about Rocket League in a little bit. So. Okay. Well, I'll talk about my what I've been up to lately. For sure. So, I went to the uh, went to the comic store yesterday. Nice. Um, and picked up uh, some comics. Really, I'm only cl- really collecting Star Wars comics at this point. Okay. Um, there are a lot of Star Wars comics. You can get your comics fixed very easily if you just stick to the Star Wars heading. Yeah, and I'm really liking... Like everything that they're doing right now is yeah. is really good, really good. The one of the ones I picked up is uh, I think it was one of the latest Star Wars issues that I haven't seen, um, and it looks like it's another Obi Wan Kenobi centric issue. That's awesome. So that's pretty cool. I'm super excited about that. That's they amazing. also have an ongoing. I think I talked about this Obi Wan and Anakin comic that's like set a, before the Clone Wars. Is it like a buddy cop kind of thing? Uh no, not really. But like you know, I mean, it's 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 like it's like them in the Clone Wars, only not in the Clone Wars. That's cool. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. I've also been watching some videos, John. What videos have you been some watching? Some Star Chris? Wars videos. Some Star Wars videos. Star Wars <gasps> videos. Dude. So I, are you talking about the one that I'm talking about? There was a Star Wars Episode Eight. I guess this could technically be news, but anyway, the Star Wars Episode Eight um, announcement, like production announcement video. And I want to stop and talk about this for a second. Have you watched it? I have watched it, yes. Okay. It's great. It's very simple. I'll post it at yeah. standtargetpodcast.com. It was... Um, it was as it was exactly what I wanted it to be because it was like okay, this is super anticlimactic because it's not very long. Yeah. But it's like, what do you expect, John? What do you I'm expect? When you click this video, do you expect them just to start playing uncut footage of of episode eight that you just you know are seeing? I think we should drop the audio into the podcast right now. Okay. Okay. And so we can talk about what you're about to hear. Okay. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode eight. So the first thing I want to point out about that. Oh my gosh. Uh, Is the tonal difference between that and episode seven, The Force Awakens. Now, uh, so I, I want to analyze this a little bit. Okay, so first of all, on in the video, if you watch the video, it ends like this big episode eight, or it just says eight. Yeah, it just says eight. Yeah, and so they're very clear. They were very, very careful with the Force Awakens to not bill it as episode seven. They built right. it as the Force Awakens because they wanted it to um, not be like, okay, this is a sequel. You know, this is a new, a new starting point. Right. You can jump off from here. Yes, and JJ uh, also wanted it to parallel. Uh, the marketing for the original Star Wars, where everything just said Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, and then whenever you got in there, on the opening crawl says Episode Four, and you're like, "What?" Exactly. <laughs> and so uh, they're very, but now they're very intentional about this is a sequel, guys. Right. This is continuing the story. Right. Even with the shots they're using for you who haven't seen it, spoilers for yes. Episode Seven. Big spoilers for Episode Seven upcoming. Uh, so skip forward ah, three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just pick an arbitrary number. Yeah, just, just three. Starts off with 
a shot of a super wide shot of the island where Luke is, right. and we're just kind of slowly panning in over the water, which is amazing. Like that's just that's a style that we did not see in the Force Awakens that excites me. Then we see like this super close up. Well, of, wasn't that shot at the end of uh, of seven? Like, wasn't that the, nope. the same, roughly the same shot? Nope. No. Okay. No. I mean, the only shots we saw of the islands they were like from up above. That's they were, like, right. This, this, like up above angle. That's right. And you're just kind of flying around the the islands. Right. You just kind of see the water and all that kind of stuff. You're right. So, and, and then the, it slow fades into um, a slow motion, almost shot, close-up shot of uh, the side of Luke's face, mm-hmm. with, and it kind of turns and rays, handing him the lightsaber. Right. And uh, and so the the tonal differences between that and like the Force Awakens, like the Force Awakens is very fast. Like this is very kind of slow and brooding. The music is like this backwards kind of. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You think it's probably a guitar? You it's think a, it's piano. a piano. Yeah, so it's like a backwards piano of Luke's theme, mm-hmm. and it's very moody. As you heard, you heard that part. So it's very moody. I'm like, I really hope that that is an indicator of the tone of Episode Eight. Well, I think about like what what would like if you remove Star Wars from this, what type of movie do you get whenever you see that? And it's very like even the uh, the push up to the island. It's like you're pushing into this very uh, isolated place. It's very cold, almost like the the look of uh, the the lens and how they've how they've shot it. And the water looks freezing cold. And then whenever you have this backwards piano thing, it's like it gives you these tones of like a thriller or like a horror kind of a yeah, kind of a tense thing you yeah, know it's, it's, it's more it's more just dark and brooding kind of like yeah uh, yeah like there's some mystery here right and um that excites me man like yeah uh, uh, like as fun as the force awakens is like this doesn't take away from the force awakens, no, force awakens is great. but i i can i could really use a dark and brooding star wars movie right now well you think about um the the movies the Star Wars movies that are are looked at as okay these were the 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 ones like you the original one sure it's it's really bright and light and that sort of thing but the ones that you look at and you say this was a really well crafted f- film that sort of thing most people would point at Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. and in the original the the uh, the prequel trilogy you would look at the last one like Revenge of the Sith you'd mm-hmm. be like okay that one was the best of those three yeah so. Even though I really love like Re- Return and and uh, A New Hope, yeah, uh, the vast majority of people will will say the darker ones, the the middle chapters of these different things, um, potentially are the the better of them. Well, so. we could we could also look at you know like this is an indicator of the kind of content that will be told on this island. You know, Luke's been here. We don't know why. There's a lot of mystery surrounding why Luke's here, what he's right. doing here. Um, we don't know how long we'll stay there in the movie. You know, like there could be a lot of stuff on, I mean, this, this is a Jedi temple. Yep. Crazy stuff happens at Jedi temples. Yeah. A lot of stuff, man. And then also we've got, uh, we don't know how much of the movie is there. We don't know what state of mind he's in, that sort of thing. So it was, uh, there was a comment on the, on the video, the highest voted comment on the video (laughs) was, uh, was spoiler alert for episode eight. Luke picks up that lightsaber. And I was like, you know, and we were commenting a second ago where it's like, wow, who knows if he does? A lot of crappy stuff happened to that with yeah. that lightsaber. Yeah. And it did some weird stuff to Ray whenever she picked it up, you know? For real. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Anakin, you know, slaughtered a ton of people, like mass murdered a bunch of, you know, young Jedi with that lightsaber. Right. And uh, yeah. 
He maybe like happened. get that on eyesight. Exactly. No, I mean, but that's you he know, takes it's it and just point. throws it into even the Even his his last experience with it was on the Cloud City. He got his hand cut off. He's Ooh. faced Darth Vader for the first time and found out he was his father. I'm like, those aren't good memories. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> uh, so I, I could totally see him be like, mm, get that out of my face. <laughs> yeah, dude, just who, slaps who it away. Why did you bring this? Yeah. I, did, I threw this away for a reason. Man. <laughs> I did not go searching for this yeah. because I did not want it anymore. <laughs> I, this was trash. I don't think that's what's going to happen at all. No, but yeah, no, no. I mean, it's, it's it, we don't, that's the point. We don't know what's going to happen next. Yep. But and I'm excited, Chris. I am excited. There are two big casting uh, announcements that happened this week for episode eight. Nice. First is Benicio Del, Del Toro. Yep. It's going to be cast. Or it has been cast for the movie. Um, theories abound. I really think that he'll probably play some kind of uh, some kind of bad guy in some way, like maybe a maybe a Sith. That's just the kind of roles that Benicio del Toro plays. Very ambiguous hmm. roles. Hmm. You think about his his role as the collector right. in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I mean, we still don't really know that guy's motivation. Except he wants to get the Infinity Stones. Right. Well, and also it's uh, you know, he he seems to do a lot with very little screen time. Mm. Um, uh, like you, true. you have the impression of what the collector is, yeah. uh, just in your mind, vividly, based on how very, very little bit of st- screen time he's had. So I think that that's that's necessary whenever you look at uh, villains or even like anybody really. I mean, if you think about even Maz, like um, Lupita, uh, Lupita Nyong. Nyong did an incredible job of portraying uh, Maz because she was on screen for very little bit of time, but you have this vivid uh, portrayal of that character in your mind. Yeah. I really hope he plays some kind of Darth Maul kind of character, Ooh. like maybe a Knight Brother, or Ooh. maybe even an old, old, old Darth Maul. Oh my gosh! If we bring big back Darth Maul, like I am the 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 rotten thing is that we'd have to do it with the metal legs, unless unless by now they've given him like and proper android human looking legs. Right. Well, I mean that's that's very very possible. I don't think that will actually happen, but that'd be amazing. Right. We. This is. Completely conjecture as well. Right. Uh, he exists in the Rebels storyline, we know. Right, right. He could also exist in the Rogue One storyline. This is true. I just like Darth Maul, John. Chris, there's there's a few characters, like if you bring them back, um, and they're from the Clone Wars. It's yeah. it's it's Because uh, Darth Maul got his most screen time and most of his story developed in the mm-hmm. Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Amazing character. And then Ahsoka. Like either of those two characters shows up in any movie and anything, mm-hmm. I'm all in, dude. Yeah. It's just, I'm, I'm just... Heart heart pumping, excited. Yeah. I also watched a video this week. It was a bad lip reading. It was a new song with Star Wars imagery and Luke rapping, basically. Yeah. And in this had, 80s style yeah, music well, well, they, video. They took like C3PO and like auto tuned and stuff. Like yeah. it was just kind of like that vibe, which is really cool. Yeah. It Very was awesome. Cool. Hilarious. Yeah. I'll post that at stayintargetpodcast.com. Boom. That's all really I've been up to. I've, I've made you wait long enough to talk about your pick of the week. So let's bust right into that segment. Pick of the week! Pick of the week! All right, Chris. My pick of the week this week is it is a Hulu original series that just came out. Uh, it is 11-22-63. 
Um, and uh, so yeah, I watched the first episode of that. It coming out every Monday onto Hulu. Oh, they didn't just like drop them all at once, right? Which was weird because I thought it was like going to be dropped all at once, but it was like here's the first episode. Isn't this and only then, on Hulu? Right, it's only on Hulu. And so whenever I load it into the first episode, it goes uh, only on Hulu Mondays. And that's I was dumb. like, that's weird. And I watched it. What the funny part is, <laughs> so I watched weird. it on Sunday night. Like I watched it on Sunday night at midnight. Like I mm. it it auto played after something I was watching. Yeah, and I was like, wait a second, this is out. And it was like Mondays, and I was like, I guess it. Just I'm one of the first people in this time zone to uh, <laughs> to to watch this thing, um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's got James Franco. It's 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 kind of a high profile thing. It's it's a Stephen King book, um, and J.J. Abrams has uh, produced it. Um, yeah, so I liked the first episode. Yeah, diving into that, but uh, there is a couple of things about it that I found weird right off the bat. Like yeah. the pacing is very strange. Like where the the premise is. Um, in a diner somewhere, uh, there is a wormhole back to the past, back to uh, 1960, actually. And basically, James Franco's character is uh, told by his friend, dying friend or whatever, to go stop the assassination of JFK. And so whenever you go into the, the, the thing, he like just basically just goes, yeah, okay. I mean, it's like that, that was the weird part about it. Like, like that was oh, okay. once Sounds I got good. past the part that like all of a sudden he's just dropping everything to go uh, spend three years in the past. Because yeah. what happens is time keeps going for you, but whenever you return to the future, right? So whenever yeah. you come back to the future, only two minutes has passed in current time. Mm. Um, so no matter if you're in there for three seconds, whether you're in there for a year, uh, whether you're in there for three years. Only two minutes passes in our time. And so what ended up happening to his friend, like this is within the first five minutes of the show, right? So his friend goes into the back of this diner, right? Comes back two minutes later after uh, James Franco has had his conversation with with his his Uh ex-wife. And the dude is a lot older and he has cancer. Holy cow. Yeah. So he's been in there for years. So he's been in there for like multiple years. Enough time to to basically uh, be on his deathbed now. Um, and so like, this is the thing, like, that's the thing. It's like, after watching your friends that happened to your friend, all of a sudden, why would you do this? Why would you immediately just be like, I'm just going to drop everything, go in there for three years, come out and I'm going to be way older. You know, did he have cancer before he went to the wormhole? I mean, no, I mean, sorry. Did he have it? Before he came back, like he he just naturally contracted cancer. I the don't know. Give it to, give I mean, cancer. We, we don't know yet. We don't know because because okay. the uh, the the rules the rules of the, the past are very well defined and they're very well kept. Um, so the the quote is whenever whenever you um, they use some language, but whenever you mess with the past, mm-hmm. the past messes with you back Mm. like it pushes back and so the thing is i don't know if he got cancer because he tried to change too many things or tried to alter too many things in the Mm. past and so the past just gave him cancer somehow like that's that's one of the theories that i have but it's like i don't know it's like that was the that was my one critique it's like once you get past the fact that oh yeah james franco in a matter of a couple of days just gives up everything to go into the past for three years or or for however long it's going to take because again you get put in 1960 and you have to wait until 1963 in order to stop things so you're doing investigating and you're you're following people and that sort of thing so it's a very kind of a mystery um private investigation kind of a style show and it was really intriguing once i i got in there and we got into the main plot line Um, um, but again, who's just going to abandon their life and be like, I'll be back in two minutes here, but it's three, three or four years there or whatever. It's really interesting. Well, that's what his friend's argument was. His friend was like, 
he was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to give this up. There was only one scene where he was like questioning it. And he was like, oh, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to do this. I got to think about this. And he's like, what's it to think about? It's only two minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, you sold me, Chris. <laughs> the, uh, I talked to a friend who had read the book and also watched the pilot episode. Yeah. And this is secondhand information. So, you know, take it for what you want. He told me that, the difficult thing with translating this to screen is that in the book, the whole thing is basically told and you can uh, hear inside uh, the main character's head. Is his name Jack or something like that? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, but so you can hear basically his thoughts. Hmm. And so, tr- you know, which, and so the whole book revolves around his internal dialogue hmm. around what's happening, what he's doing, uh, that kind of thing. And so, Watching that play out on the screen isn't as compelling as whenever you can actually hear everything that he's thinking. Gotcha. Well, it's the same uh, same thing we've talked about with uh, specifically with the Hunger Games series, yeah. where a lot of those books take place in her head, and they did a really good job of, of uh, catching fire, and then in Mockingjay Part 1 and Part 2, of taking internal struggles, things that were internally uh, hard for, for her and externalizing them, making them something physical, making them something to overcome in the physical world. Yeah. Um, and that makes, I mean, I, I didn't like only having watched the show, I didn't read the book or anything, but only having watched it, I didn't really get that something was missing. And so, but I thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, he does. He would spend a lot of time doing research and reading and, and you know, trying to figure out these files and things um, because he doesn't really, there's nobody that's his real confidant in the past or anything. So it's not like you can uh, tell some of the story within the, within the past. I mean, he talks yeah. to himself a couple of times and it, that kind of moves the plot along, but I don't know. Yeah, that, that would be, that would be interesting if I have, if I had read the book and I'll have to watch for it in the next episode, which drops Monday. Yeah. Um, I'll have, to, I'll have to wait for that and see if, see if I notice that they're, you know, that he's unnaturally saying things out loud or whatever. So Jake Epping is the main character's name. Yes. That James Franco plays. Yeah. And the, the first episode's called Rabbit Hole. I think it's really interesting. It's weird. I mean, I understand why they're doing it. Oh, yeah. They are a subscription service. And they want you to keep subscribing month after month. And so, Rather than dropping it all at once, they're going to get you hooked, and then you're going to consume that content the same way that you consume content on Hulu. Hulu's a you keep up with it week to week kind of thing, right? Unless you're watching an old TV series like like uh, Seinfeld or something else that's or South Park, you know, I think is on there that uh, that the whole series is available. But most of the time, for like shows that are on television, there's like what six episodes, right, at a time, and so you have to keep up with it. And so, like, if you're used to co- to consuming content on Hulu. That doesn't necessarily feel weird watching something every week, but that also keeps you hooked over the course of a couple months. If they're, you know, if they, say this is a even a twelve episode season, that's three months worth of subscribers that right. you can like you just get them hooked and do it. Rather than Netflix, Netflix is definitely a binge. Oh yeah, watch kind of platform. I where mean, they you, drop whole whole seasons of their own produced television shows. Right. Well, all that's, at once. that's because that's what people how people consume Netflix. That's right. what they want to do with Netflix. Well, and even at that, like whenever I have a choice, I subscribe to both because yeah. during the TV season anyway. In the summer, I don't really I, I unsubscribe from Hulu most of the time. Yeah. Um, and so in in the this portion of the year, I subscribe to both. But there are things that I could watch on Hulu that I choose to watch on Netflix because. 
no commercials. Yeah. Um, and so in for order, sure. Yeah. Right. And so, but, but I opt for, I always don't think it's weird on Hulu for there to be commercials because it's like, ah, but I'm watching something that came out last week. I, of course there's commercials. Right. Right. You know, it's just, it's interesting. The, the delineation between both of those streaming services yeah. and what you expect from the, from them as, as a consumer. And right. then taking that a step further, what they can actually offer you from their side and right. how they can, uh, use their business model to um, get their content out there in the way that benefits them the most. Right, right. It's really interesting. It is interesting. Rocket Jump, the television show, did the same thing. So we're released every Wednesday for a series of weeks. Wasn't that on on YouTube though? Like that? Um, I mean, no, they would release the shorts on YouTube, but the behind the scenes, like the whole first half of each episode was they're like a, a little over around a half hour episode, but they would do like a behind the scenes for which like, season? Making of, and it was on Hulu. Oh, and it was then, the making of Rocket y- Jump. Well, the making of each episode, like so. Then they would release the world premiere, the episode at the end of uh, at the end of the Hulu thing. So it was basically a story about how we made this short yeah. then they would show the short so the shorts would end up everywhere youtube yeah. wherever but then the the whole first like 20 minutes of each episode would be on hulu exclusively so Weird. about how we made it all right chris what's your pick of the week my pick of the week is the walking dead season mid-season premiere oh boy i heard some crazy stuff happen crazy stuff happened john wow <laughs> so if you haven't seen it and you're a fan of The Walking Dead, you need to go watch the mid-season premiere. I'm not going to spoil anything, yeah. but I'm going to tell you that it is one of... I need to watch it again, but it's one of my favorite episodes in recent memory. Just because like, it's different in a lot of ways. Chris, you say that every year well, about the mid-season finale. No, no, no. Well, this is not the finale. This is the premiere. Oh, okay. This, this is different. Premieres are different because like, where the finale, like they usually pull out all the stops on the finales. Right. This time they've pulled out all the stops on the premiere, mid-season premiere. Yeah. Like, crazy stuff happened. Oh, yeah. And, um, like, we, I think we reviewed, did we review the season uh, finale or the, uh, the season premiere? The season premiere. So. This year, yeah. yeah. We, we kind of, we're not really consistent about that, what we review and what we don't. But, right. Uh, with The Walking Dead. This... I think is better than the season premiere. Yeah. And that season premiere set up all this crazy stuff that's happening, you know? Right. Um, but this actually had like, it was the culmination of everything that happened in the first half of the season. Nice. Whereas normally that would happen in the season finale. Right. The season finale like ended spoilers on a cliffhanger. Chris, that's not a spoiler for The Walking Dead. <laughs> some people, to some people, it is. Listen, every single like <laughs> mid-season, yeah, it's like every episode <laughs> ends on a cliffhanger. It's like, well, they didn't, they didn't find safety and eliminate all the zombies. That's true. That's true. So this picked up right where it left off, and just crazy stuff went down. Man, it like for, literally from like the the first scene, my jaw literally, dro- I'm not kidding, j- dropped. And yeah. just stayed there yeah. for the rest of the episode because it just kept happening and happening and happening and happening. After I watched this episode, John, I I felt physically tired, physically worn out from what I had just experienced. So, Chris, okay, so was this emotionally worn out or was this like literally like you needed to go sit down or like lay down and sleep because your muscles were so tight the whole time and, and Both. tense? Both? Yes. See, I feel like emotionally I get worn out pretty easily on uh, on these types of shows you know like that's why like i binge watch them that sort of thing but 
Like for to be like tired, like I, that happens occasionally with some shows where you're just like you're so tense, yeah. your shoulders are tense. You're you know it's just like oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean that's what it, I mean. It was it's just wild. like oh man. So fan of The Walking Dead, go watch this episode. There's a lot of like people out on the internet just like saying bad things about this episode. Why? Just because they didn't agree with the direction that the show went in? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like this episode is different. Yeah. In in, in both. Not in a bad way though, but like it's it's different in that things happen very very quickly, and that's not a norm for this show sometimes. Right, like where it's it, like it's a long drawn out drama. Like just things happen. A slow burn. Yeah, if you this will. is not a slow burn episode. There was some what I see is cool editing choices. Nice and things that just really amp up the tension, and then just like things where you're just like, oh come on, you know, like. <laughs> Just they're playing with you, man. Sometimes, yeah. like where where they they trick you into thinking something's gonna happen, like, and they're doing it on purpose, you know, like. Of course. It's it's a really it's really like you know what you're doing. It's a it's a it's a heart pumping episode. That's awesome, and that's that's the thing. Like shows have to evolve. Shows have to change. If you wanted the same show over and over again. I don't know. Like this, that that's just not reality. Like things yeah. have to change. Like, and so I think sometimes, especially with with shows that are kind of slower burns or like where you get so invested in character um, and in the drama between characters. Like if things start moving quickly and, and rather than like savoring it all, and it, things just kind of happen and shakes it up, shakes up the uh, the the mold. Yeah, that's whenever people start getting upset. But I think given the benefit of time, people will look back and say that was probably a necessary, um, a necessary thing for the show. I just realized, John, I forgot to talk about something earlier. I don't know where our conversation went earlier. Our conversation was at the comic <laughs> shop, and then we jumped around, and then we were like, "Yeah, but John, you need to start talking." So let's do pick of the week, and yeah, I don't know what that was about. Okay, so. I wanted to talk about. I went to the comic shop. I got okay. sidetracked by Star Wars. That's what happened. And well, of I thought course, I was on it the, always happens. Then I was on the Star Wars track, dude. I was I was I was out shopping. <laughs> this for, is gonna happen for, again for food the other day. Uh huh. And then I found myself an hour later in the toy aisle looking at Star <laughs> Wars stuff. Yeah. Who food knows how I got there to Star Wars? Okay, so what I what I wanted to talk about earlier. This is all a, of the frozen foods I had. Bad. This was. <laughs> It was just like they were all unfrozen. Yeah, it's like the ice cream had melted. There's just a big puddle of strawberry ice cream in the middle of the toy aisle. Gross. Have you ever eaten uh, ice cream that has melted and then refrozen? Yes, it's more like ice. Yeah. It's it's less cream, more ice. Yeah, it still tastes good, (laughs) but the consistency is just way off. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know that I like this. Yeah. Or or, uh, the crazy thing is like if you open it up in like maybe the, uh, so our, our refrigerator door. Mm-hmm. We have a, a water dispenser inside. Right. And occasionally it will get so cold inside the uh, the freezer that it freezes the water inside the line. <laughs> what? And so the only way to get water out of our door anymore is just to leave the door open for like an hour. Okay. What? So I'll leave the door open for an hour. To, so you you to basically mo- have to pre-prep because you're, I'm going to want a drink of water in an hour. Uh, it's, it's, me- it's, it's really only if we like don't use it for like a couple days and then the water just sits in there and freezes yeah. well, gradually. Don't they, don't they say that like you shouldn't put things in the door because they uh, they aren't as cold as things that are in the actual thing? Probably. Well, that's that's different though. Like, well, I mean, obviously not because our water <laughs> tube is freezing in that's the door. So weird. And and so anyway, it'll spit out ice and then, and it'll it'll correct itself. Yeah. But I have to leave the door open, and so sometimes whenever I leave the door open, the ice cream sits there. And Chris. it creates, it doesn't unfreeze, or sorry, it doesn't melt all the time. Unfreeze? That's not a thing. Doesn't unfreeze. It doesn't melt. Uh, is unfreezing a thing? I don't know. It. 
feels like it should be a thing. Okay, fine. It's a thing. It doesn't unfreeze completely. <laughs> it just melts a little bit around the outside, yep. and then it refreezes, and so it has this like weird outer shell on it. Yeah, yeah. So it's got like you look at it when you scoop it out. It's got like this really crazy thick, hard, like dark looking like outer ring and then inside it's like the normal consistency that's that's wild yeah See, it's really weird and that's the other thing like the outer consistency it feels so much like a popsicle but not quite yes because that's it's what like, it's like it's like a fudgesicle yeah it's like man what is it's not a popsicle it's not like ice cream it's just something in between yeah anyway, we're, we're way off track again. we are way off track i have so no idea how we at, got here at the comic shop yeah i picked up and read the first issue of batman slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's amazing. Uh, I didn't buy it or the series. Like they had one through three sitting there. I'm like, oh, cool. I could buy this whole thing. Let me check this out without this first uh, issue to see if it's any good. No. Not very good? Well, I mean, it, well, it's not my taste. taste. And I, I don't mean to insult people who are enjoying it. But it, it's one of these, you know, the uh, the turtles come through a uh, some kind of wormhole thing. and Into Gotham? An, uh, alternate timeline, yes. Into Gotham. The Foot Clan is uh is there as well so is shredder um the foot clan is after uh pieces of uh gear and stuff from like laboratories around gotham city it's weird batman shakes it up with pretty much everybody he of thinks course. he thinks that the the turtles are metahumans he uses the term metahumans in there what? which is i'm like i haven't heard batman say that before no batman's never said that yeah before. well he says it in this one he calls them metahumans it's like out of the Flash television show universe. Right. Like, that's where the meta turn. I feel like that's the only only other time, the first time we heard that in the DC universe. Metahumans. I'll have to see. Hang on. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe uh, Teen Titans may have like talked about metahumans. Um, Either way, he, he, you know, he thinks that the, they have because the, there was a, a villain looking for the meta gene uh, in order to try to mutate. Was that before people. Flash? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, he's like, he, you know, he grabs one of the foot soldiers or whatever. And he's like, where, you know, who, what are your metahumans or where are your metahumans or something like that. And it's just like, the guy's like, they're not metahumans, they're turtles. Yep, they're actual turtles. <laughs> and so... They're just mutants. They're just running around Gotham City, and Batman doesn't know what's going on. That's really the frustrating thing. It's like, Batman doesn't know what's going on, so he's just kind of shoehorned in here. Chris, this is he's the detective. Yeah, I know. Well, this is basically a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles story with Batman in Gotham, with Batman shoehorned in. He doesn't know anything that's going on, but they, you know, you kind of get, like, the story revolves around the turtles and the Foot Clan, and Shredder. So the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics that I like the best, um, I've read a decent number of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. The ones that I like the best are the grittier ones, the more like the one, the early ones, yeah. where they really um, were pretty pretty dark and pretty brutal and things like that at times. And yeah. so like that seems like it fits with the with Batman, but this just seems like it's a uh, it's a little bit. Um, Taking some of the television show, the the current uh, on Nickelodeon, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles television show, which is 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 oriented at uh, kids and that sort of thing, and taking that kind of and and melded it with Batman. I mean, that, that's basically what they've done. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not a cartoony style, right? Honestly, the style looks more like the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, the live action ones. Gotcha. The style of the turtles, at least, and. Uh, and so you know, I don't, I don't really know what version of the turtles this is supposed to be, or even right. what version of Batman this is supposed to be. But right. I don't know. For anyway, I read it. It was interesting. Yeah. I might pick it up and trade. Right. I don't need every single issue. Right. If it's on sale or something like that, I feel yes. like at a, uh, at a at like free comic book day or something like yeah. that, I pick if up I, the trade. Yeah. If it's like, hey, half yeah. off all trades, I'll pick up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Batman trade. Yeah. But um, so 
Yeah. That was my experience. I we just haven't talked about comics in a while, no, so I want to great. talk about a comic that I a new comic that I had read. I like it. I like it. By the way, uh I, I actually really like the uh Nintendo or not Nintendo, the uh the Nickelodeon uh cartoon, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. I just want to throw that there. It almost sounded like I was disparaging it, saying, no. Oh, it's a kid's show. No, I didn't. But no, it's totally, totally awesome. I think I like it just it. that just describes the the style and content of it, you know. It's true. It's not it's not brutal R rated Deadpool. Right. Right, which sometimes like again early turtle stuff. Sometimes it gets it gets really intense. Yeah, yeah. So you want to get sidetracked by Star Wars again? Maybe. Let's do it, Chris. I'm always in for some some Star Wars sidetracks. It's time for the news. The news. The news, Chris. The news. Peter Mayhew, who who plays Chewbacca, yeah, in the Star Wars films, he tweeted out a tweet today. He tweeted a tweet? Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Twitter didn't say, oh, man, I have to search for it again. I want to get it exactly right. Okay. Uh, So the gist of it is that he's going to uh, be sharing with us the script to the the original script to Star Wars. Nice. How how is he doing this, Chris? Starting today, I'll post a few pages from my original Star Wars script each day leading up to a big announcement. To a big announcement? Let's hold on with that for a second. Whoa. The first, like you can see here, it's, it says the title is Journal of the Wills by George Lucas. Wow. And the adventures of Luke Starkiller as taken from the Journal of the Wills by George Lucas. Oh, boy. Saga 1, Star Wars. Revised, fourth draft, March 15th, 1976. Lucasfilm. That's amazing. And so he's he's just sharing, starting with page one. So two. is he taking pictures of it? Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, like pictures of it. There's, oh there's, my gosh. there's page one and two on here. I think he posted a couple more pages. Yeah, he posted uh, three, four, five, six. Like he's just going through the whole thing, man. My goodness. And yes, it's pretty fantastic. That's really cool. Yeah, super cool. So that's really cool being able to see like an earlier version back whenever, like before George Lucas had even like played with a lot of these things. It like wasn't his, Luke his next Skywalker's tweet, star, star killer. His, you ne- know? his next tweet uh, said, uh, with the next group of pages said, LOL, a flur- oh, quote, a flurry of electronic swearing, end quote. Can't you just see Kenny doing it? Love, love it. Star Wars. That's awesome. So I guess R two D R two D two. Yeah, like the but he's saying he's just doing a bunch of electronic swearing. That's hilarious. He's upset about something. I love it. Uh, so I'm I'm interested. I haven't read them yet. I'm interested to dive into these and read all these scripts. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. What in the world could the big announcement be? Oh my gosh! I don't know, man. Like that's. <sighs> Like Mayhew has made, uh, like he's done things like this before. He's done uh, tweeted out like a bunch of behind the scenes photos that he took back uh, during the original filming stuff before. And whenever he made that announcement, like uh, whenever they were filming episode seven, he just he he has all sorts of stuff that he could just drop on the world. That you wonder what this announcement is. If it's something that's that's new. If it's something about the uh, the current trilogy. If it's something relating to the past trilogy. I don't know, man. I. Uh, I'm excited for it, though. Yeah. So how many pages do we have before he drops this announcement on us? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess the whole script. However, until so that script So every day, you know, if he's just, he did four this this second tweet. Yeah. So maybe if it's four pages. I don't know. I don't know how, how, much, how many pages this thing has. Heck, if I know. Could have hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> it could never end, Chris. George Lucas is still typing away on this thing. I mean, it, you know, okay, let's, let's, let's think about this rationally. Say, let's just say it's 200 pages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's just four a day. Okay. Would that be 50 days? Yeah. So it'd be, be like, it'd be like a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. 
So maybe a month and a half, maybe two months before we find out what this big announcement is. Yeah. And and I wonder if it's like if it's a Peter Mayhew centric announcement or if it's a Star Wars centric announcement. So those are basically synonymous a lot of times. But again, like I said, there was one time whenever you made an announcement, we was like, oh, I'm I'm scanning in all of my uh, old photos from whenever we were originally filming, and I'm going to release those. It uh, sounds like he day. was cleaning out boxes in the back of his closet. Right. <laughs> but I mean, as far as like an announcement goes, like it was uh, it was a big deal. I think that that made his rounds around the internet as well. Maybe it was happening again. Maybe he so. just does his annual spring cleaning. The first time I was like, oh, I found all these cool photos. And I'm like. Oh, man, the original script. Yeah, before I burn it, I should probably uh, tweet it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll be selling it. I don't know. Maybe he sells it for charity or something. That sounds uh, sounds like something that would uh, be cool. Oh, yeah, that could be a, a cool big announcement. Like, hey, here's all the pages. Right. Now I'm selling it for charity. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean that would be amazing. Yeah, I mean it's similar to the uh, to where they sold the where oh come and be in Star Wars that one time where yeah, they yeah. did the charity thing oh be with, in Star with, Wars with for Omaze. charity right um, but yeah so maybe maybe this is something like that where where mm-hmm. uh, where he's selling it for charity great speaking of charity yeah Stephen Amell and Stardust are at it again oh my gosh <laughs> at the uh, I think it was. Uh, Man, which comic? There's a comic con that just happened. Uh, so that actually, so speaking, like let's let's give some some review. Back okay. last year, one of yes. uh, one of my personal uh, entertainment moments of 2015 was the Stardust and uh, Stephen Amell uh, feud and fight. Uh, at the end of the day, they did a doubles uh, doubles match uh, on a was it Monday Night Raw? Was that what had, where, where yeah, they, they ended did, up being? Uh, they, well, they did. Uh, they they appeared first on Monday Night Raw. That's right. And then they showed up and um, tag team fought each other uh, or uh, wrestled each other on SummerSlam. Yeah. So yeah, so over the over the weekend they were at a a Comic Con and uh, Stephen was. Uh, giving or or selling uh, for charity, um, raffling I guess for charity, the Slammy that they won. They won the uh, a WWE Slammy Award um, for their fight, and they gave it oh, to a fan for charity. Um, so everybody kind of did a raffle, and they raffled it for charity. And and uh, they were in the same room together, Chris. They, they were, were in the same room together. They talked. They talked to each other. Uh, they kind of like talked talked smack to each other. Of course. Stephen Amell again, you know, just said, "Hey, if uh, they wanted me to come back, I would do it." Yeah, and yeah, that'd he basically be amazing. said, "He basically said, I have to be invited." He's like, "It's it's it's not a thing, you know." He's like, "It's it's their house. I'm a guest whenever I go there, so I have to be invited." And somebody, uh, I think somebody asked about a one versus one. So rather than doing a doubles with someone, um, yeah. a one versus one Stardust mano a mano uh fight that'd be amazing with, with Stephen amell that'd i would be incredible. all in on that holy cow dude yeah. and you wonder what would be what would be the outcome of that because i feel like at that last fight i feel like neville uh who was was Stephen amell's partner really mm-hmm. did a lot of work um he did. in the, in the ring that day he did do a lot of work uh, this is my thing you can, i don't think that uh, from the, from a storytelling perspective on WWE, you can't let Stephen Amell get beat by Stardust unless they're gonna have, give him a rematch later. Like Stardust is is a heel; he's a bad guy. Like you he don't want, you don't want him. To, yeah, he's a villain. You don't yeah. want him to win. Yeah. Okay? So if he wins, then it's like, well, this has to be amended at some point. Yeah. There's a feud between them. There is. And uh, so either Stephen Amell has to put Stardust in his place once and for all. Hmm. Or this just continues. You know, Stephen Amell gets beat, and and uh, there's a rematch in the future. Hmm. Either way, I'm cool. I'm down. I just want to see more of Stephen Amell 
fighting in the WWE. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Wrestling in the WWE. Well, I'm last sorry. time he came out of the, the out of the ring, he had all these like bruises, and I mean, oh my gosh, he he really was was like beat up. That I mean, time. It's, but, it's it's not a it's not. No, but but he got an easy sport. He got his uh he got his like hits in too like i mean he got up on the uh on the ropes and jumped down i mean it was amazing yeah it was really cool so good and other news the xbox one dashboard is getting a uh, big update nice rolling out now supposed to like the official release date is tomorrow so i guess what is this this is thursday the something 20 wait what is today the 18th 18th so it's supposed to be coming out tomorrow on the 19th it's going to add new social features Usability and an avatar store. Oh, right? so bringing back the old avatar store. Xbox um, players will be able to see who else is in their friends' parties. So I'll be if I'm like, man, John's not responding to me. I'll be like, oh, it's because he's in a party with Chad. Yeah, those jerks. Or potentially you're like, hey, I wanna I wanna play something with John, but I don't want to play with <laughs> with X Y Z. Sure. And then you look and see, oh, but he's in a party with X Y Z. What am I gonna do? And yeah. then you have a dilemma to make, Chris. Neither one of those really ever happened. No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> <laughs> I just say, who's online? Join a party. Also coming to the Xbox and the PC and the phone app. Is an avatar store nice. where you can now purchase all the clothing and add-ons for your avatar and equip it in the Xbox One app. So previously, so this is what's been weird since the launch of Xbox One. Xbox 360 introduced avatars where you made a, an avatar likeness of yourself. You could buy clothing for or that, not like yourself. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. Completely crazy. Uh, you could you could buy clothing for that. You would get awards sometimes from games. Uh, Avatar Awards, like a cool. I have a red, cool Red Dead Redemption T-shirt that I got playing Red Dead Redemption. Right, um, which was awesome. Yeah, it was super cool. And so that didn't make the transition between Xbox 360 and Xbox One. No one really ever knew why. Which, like, I don't know. Like, but but you could still use that avatar in your profile pic. Right, you could like pose him and all that kind of stuff. And dress him. Eventually, they added features to dress him from the Xbox One. So like, but you just couldn't create. <laughs> or buy new gear. You had to go back and do all that on a 360 if you wanted to actually make any changes. Chris, so I will lay this out here. My avatar doesn't have a beard. I have had a beard for years. Are you going to make that change? I've got to make the switch. Yeah. I've got to give my avatar a beard. Yeah. It's going to happen. So like, it, like uh, what I hope is that developers start doing what they were doing with 360 and not only you know do putting achievements into games, but putting avatar awards into games. I loved that because it was like if there was an avatar award tied to a specific achievement, I would definitely go after that achievement. Oh, of course. And so it'll be cool to see uh, what they can do with it. They already do things like certain achievements unlock artwork, um, certain achievements unlock like in-game items or like just different things, awards of some kind. Right. Be, I, I mean, it's just like a simple like step to add. Um, Avatar Awards right. as well. Right. I'm excited, man. Yep. All right. So the, the the last piece of news that I wanted to talk about is a little different from our normal news. Okay. We don't usually we don't usually talk about this kind of stuff. Oh boy. What okay. is this, Chris? Earlier this week, Apple released a uh, that's right a, a press release, an open letter, basically. An o- yeah, an, a letter to our customers, and uh, talked about a few things going on. And because this is kind of up our alley in a way, 
We've talked about tech. iPhones. Yeah, and we've we talked talk about, about how you consume most of your entertainment. We on talk your about phone. literally no other tech other than like Apple stuff. But this is true. We're going to talk about we're it. Very one sided, Chris. Yes, this is a, this is a good topic to talk about. I feel like it is. All right, so I'm going to read their message in full, and then we can discuss. Okay. Okay. February 16, 2016, a message to our customers. The United States government has demanded that Apple take an unprecedented step, which threatens the security of our customers. We oppose this order, which has implications far beyond the legal case at hand. This moment calls for public discussion, and we want our customers and people around the country to understand what is at stake. The need for encryption. Smartphones, led by iPhone, have become an essential part of our lives. People use them to store an incredible amount of personal information from our private conversations to our photos, our music, our notes, our calendars, and contacts, our financial information and health data, even where we have been and where we are going. All that information needs to be protected from hackers and criminals who want to access it, steal it, and use it without our knowledge or permission. Customers expect Apple and other technology companies to do everything in our power to protect their personal information, and at Apple, we are deeply committed to safeguarding their data. Compromising the security of our personal information can ultimately put our personal safety at risk. That is why encryption has become so important to all of us. For many years, we have used encryption to protect our customers' personal data because we believe it's the only way to keep their information safe. We have even put that data out of our own reach because we believe the contents of your iPhone are none of our business. The San Bernardino case. We were shocked and outraged by the deadly act of terrorism in San Bernardino last December. We mourn the loss of life and want justice for all those whose lives were affected. The FBI asked us for help in the days following the attack, and we have worked hard to support the government's efforts to solve this horrible crime. We have no sympathy for terrorists. When the FBI has requested data that's in our possession, we have provided it. Apple complies with valid subpoenas and search warrants, as we have in the San Bernardino case. We've also made Apple engineers available to advise the FBI, and we've offered our best ideas on a number of investigative options at their disposal. We have great respect for the professionals at the FBI, and we believe their intentions are good. Up to this point, we have done everything that is both within our power and within the law to help them. But now the U.S. government has asked us for something we simply do not have and something we consider too dangerous to create. They have asked us to build a back door to the iPhone. Specifically, the FBI wants to make a new version of the iPhone operating system, circumventing several important security features, and install it on an iPhone recovered during the investigation. In the wrong hands, this software, which does not exist today, would have the potential to unlock any iPhone in someone's physical possession. The FBI may use different words to describe this tool, but make no mistake, building a version of iOS that bypasses security in this way would undeniably create a backdoor. And while the government may argue that its use would be limited to this case, there's no way to guarantee such control. The threat to data security. Some would argue that building a backdoor for just one iPhone is a simple clean-cut solution, but it ignores both the basics of digital security and the significance of what the government is demanding in this case. In today's digital world, the key to an encrypted system is a piece of information that unlocks the data, and it is only as secure as the protections around it. Once the information is known, or a way to bypass the code is revealed, the encryption can be defeated by anyone with that knowledge. The government suggests this tool could only be used once on one phone, but that's simply not true. Once created, the technique could be used over and over again on any number of devices. In the physical world, it would be the equivalent of a master key capable of opening hundreds of millions of locks, from restaurants and banks to stores and homes. No reasonable person would find that acceptable. 
The government is asking Apple to hack our own users and undermine decades of security advancements that protect our customers, including tens of millions of American citizens, from sophisticated hackers and cyber criminals. The same engineers who built strong encryption into the iPhone to protect our users would ironically be ordered to weaken those protections and make our users less safe. We can find no precedent for an American company being forced to expose its customers to a greater risk of attack. For years, cryptologists and national security experts have been warning against weakening encryption. Doing so would hurt only the well-meaning and law-abiding citizens who rely on companies like Apple to protect their data. Criminals and bad actors will still encrypt using tools that are readily available to them. A dangerous precedent. Rather than asking for legislative action through Congress, the FBI is proposing an unprecedented use of the All Writs Act of 1789 to justify an expansion of its authority. The government would have us remove security features and add new capabilities to the operating system, allowing a passcode to be input electronically. This would make it easier to unlock an iPhone by brute force, trying thousands or millions of combinations with the speed of a modern computer. The implications of the government's demands are chilling. If the government can use the All Writs Act to make it easier to unlock your iPhone, it would have the power to reach into anyone's device to capture their data. The government could extend this breach of privacy and demand that Apple build surveillance software to intercept your messages, access your health records or financial data, track your location, or even access your phone's microphone or camera without your knowledge. Opposing this order is not something we take lightly. We feel we must speak up in the face of what we see as an overreach by the U.S. government. We are challenging the FBI's demands with the deepest respect for American democracy and a love of our country. We believe it would be in the best interest of everyone to step back and consider the implications. While we believe the FBI's intentions are good, it would be wrong for the government to force us to build a back door into our products. And ultimately, we fear that this demand would undermine the very freedoms and liberty our government is meant to protect. Tim Cook. Wild. That's crazy. So I read the whole thing. Yeah. You know, it's long because I've, I've seen a lot of coverage about this um, in the last two days. Yesterday, this is, it was released yesterday. And most media outlets that are covering this are just cherry-picking different lines from that and focusing on certain things that, like, totally distort what's the actual issue here and what's, what's mm-hmm. happening. And uh, so, like, the, the, I think the, the, the big picture is you and my personal privacy is at stake. Right. Not simply, like, the way it's being painted in some corners of the media is that this is Apple protecting terrorists and protecting people who are doing bad things. And that's what they're saying. They're not, like... That's exactly what they're not that's doing. That's exactly what they're not doing. Yeah. I don't want the, the government to have the ability to spy on me, basically. Right. I'm not saying I'm going and doing crazy things, but if, if, uh, if, if they can breach, you know, my privacy... Yeah. On my iPhone, like I'm just gonna stop using an iPhone. I mean, I don't right. know. You know, like, it's well. Just- so, so thinking about it, and, and there's two things. There's, I think, three things that I want to say about it. And uh, the first one is that, yes, relating this to a physical, a physical location, a physical thing, like right, just take it out of out of our minds that it's a digital space. That it's okay. It's just one phone, or it's just one thing. They're right that it is a key that will unlock not just one thing, but millions of things, millions of devices. Right. Yeah. Um. And so they're right. It would be like giving the government a key, not only a key, but a way to unlock your house and come in without you knowing and just 
checking out all your stuff. Right. Just logging what's in there and for no reason, for, for, for only the reason that, ah, well, maybe we should check out and see what John's doing. I'm not sure what he's doing in there all day. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we should take a look. And so they wait until you're gone. They would be able to walk in, walk in, like I said, log whatever's in your house, all the things, all of the stuff and install surveillance, whatever they wanted to do and then leave. I would never know it. Right. So it's, it's right. not only a key that unlocks places, but it's a key that unlocks places and allows them to um, kind of go around the other side of this. And this is just me kind of playing devil's advocate. Um, I have heard the quote from someone from the FBI that said, I have physical places like relating this digital space to a physical thing. He said, I have not uh, yet. Uh, I'm going to misquote, but it's, it's a paraphrase. I have not encountered a single place other than this that you couldn't get a court subpoena to go in and look inside a house. Like True. we have legitimate reason to look inside this person's house or look inside True. this this business to to look over their tax documents, to look over this stuff and make sure that no uh, acts of terror, no uh, wrongdoing, whatever criminal behavior is being taking place in that place. They can go to a, a judge, they can get a subpoena, they can go knock on the door, break down the door if necessary, and look around. True. Right. So this is unprecedented in both of those scenarios. So this yeah. is it, it, it is living somewhere in the middle, and where it's like it, it it having it it's unreasonable to say give you know basically here's a battering ram you can knock down anybody's front door that you want, and you have the capability to do this by law by a law that was put in place in the 1700s about something that didn't even exist for another 200 years right. or 150 years. Um, and like using that law just seems a little bit weird. It seems a little shady. Seems like they're, they're, they're just grasping for anything that would allow them access to do this. But I don't know, man, it's, well, it's, it's know, a double sided issue. Yeah. And, and I, and I appreciate the, uh, the opposing opinion because I do see that as well because it's like, okay, this is a terrorist phone. They want to get inside to make sure that the there's no information in there that could help prevent something in the future, right? Or that could lead them to other terrorist cells in the U.S. Or something else that could save lives, protect our nation. Yeah, that those are noble causes. Uh, but this is, I think, what the the thing that I respect about Apple is that they're saying, "Wait a minute, yeah, we don't think this is legal." Yeah, and and the, he even said in there. Like if they want to go and work through Congress to make this make a law about this, then we'll follow the law. But yeah. and I and I also understand, you know, the FBI they don't have time to wait years for Congress to make a law or whatever needs to happen. I, I honestly suspect that this will go to the courts, probably end up at the Supreme Court, and we'll get some kind of ruling on it. Um, and that's that's really the way that it should go. Like there needs Correct. to be a specific ruling about this case, so that moving forward, we know in these cases that with div uh, that involve digital privacy. Right. What does the Constitution say about our rights as citizens? Um, to have privacy in this uh, instance. Yeah, and and the thing is, it's it, you think about what do you give up? Like, what do you get for this is one phone? You say you said it yourself. You're like, oh, it's one phone. We're gonna take you know, it's, it's a terrorist. So they're already they're already pretty much uh, they've been decided this is a bad person's phone. We need yeah. to see what's in it. But at what cost? You say, yeah. well, I want to see what's in this one person's phone at the cost of millions of other people. It's different, you know, like we, we related or they related it to, you know, like a physical key. It's like, okay, well, a master key, you know, say to this group of houses on a street. Okay, you have a master key to a whole group of houses. 
there's only one master key theoretically, you know, right. like, and you can, you can, you have to go to each one. And the, supposedly that key is protected. It's but not like, something that can be copied over to another thing right. or something that's done, uh, passed around to various organizations and various people within a certain organization, whatever. Right. The, the thing is that Apple knows that once things are in the digital space, yeah. once something is out there, yep. it's out there forever it's gone. and you can't get it back. Right. I also think about every there was a a few articles that I read back whenever the new OS came out the new um, new Apple OS yeah. uh, the most recent one um, and it talks about how there's a race every time that, that a new Apple OS launches there is a race to hack it to get a complete uh, backdoor into the software and it is worth millions and millions of dollars and so hacker groups and are basically by contract for security firms that have basically uh, they have bounties out there where they're like hey you yeah. come with up with this we're gonna get it for a million dollars we're gonna right. give you a million dollars and we're gonna sell our solution to Apple and, and turn around and sell it to Apple for a little bit more money um, or be contracted by Apple because we found a way to break their system yeah. right so that happens and people struggle and struggle to find full-on back doors into things, and it's very difficult to do. Um, so there's a, an entire underworld market, um, and not even underworld market, just an entire market for this backdoor. And so if you, if Apple generates it themselves, if they install this and, and generate it themselves, it's over. It's going to get out there. It's over. Yeah. And they know it. You it's know? Basically, I mean, it's, instead of having one key in a, one group of houses, it's having... Everyone has a key to everyone's house. Right. And that's the way you jailbreak a, uh, an iPhone. Like, that's why you would jailbreak an iPhone. That's how yeah. you jailbreak them. It's, it's, it's not a full backdoor, but it's a semi-backdoor into their operating system. And But it's not something that an external user, like, you couldn't walk up to my phone necessarily and jailbreak it right off the bat. It has to be something that's kind of in-depth process that whoever the owner is really would, would do it themselves. Right. Well, this is the thing. This is what's... You know, and so that's where it comes into the need to break the encryption that is tied to you as a specific user. Right. You know, like that's that's where the where the 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 line's being drawn. Um, the and I I want to make make clear here. I've never hacked anything, no. so what I'm about to say may sound ridiculous, but right. I cannot believe that there is not someone at the FBI who can freaking figure this out on their own. Like, if they really wanted to get in there, I feel like there's got to be some. I mean, if a 16-year-old kid can hack into iCloud and steal a bunch of celebrities' naked photos, like, surely someone at the FBI can get into this one phone. <laughs> you know, and so, I don't know, Chris, though. because I mean, it, I'm saying I'm coming from a place of ignorance. Yeah. I've never hacked anything. Because so I, know, I know uh, there is, like, so I, I, the thing I was reading was about one of the previous uh, back doors that Apple had in one of their things. It was whenever the iPhone, so this is the 6, it was whenever the the uh, 5 came out. Yeah. That OS had one flaw in it, a tiny little, little chink in the armor, and uh, a hacker found it, and it was, it was fully breakable like you could it was the situation where an external person could do you know walk up to the to the phone and and perform this hack on the phone um you could you could hook right. something up to it and hack the phone immediately yeah um and get all of whoever's private data and then apple fixed it they basically they you know they they changed the way it worked and they fixed it but they basically paid this person to or they paid the pe the group of people to to give them the hack mm. but the the way that um the way that it's presented right now where it's like, okay, so we've updated this thing. It's, it's pretty impenetrable, but 
thinking about how much stuff we have on there. Like thinking about just my phone. It has my credit card info on it. Mm. I pay with it a lot of times. Mm -hmm. I was just telling you uh, last week whenever we went to Deadpool, I was like, it was super simple. I was like, oh crap, I forgot to buy my ticket for Deadpool. Five seconds later, I had it because I bought it on my phone with my thumbprint. I didn't have my wallet at Firehouse Subs the other day. And so I just used Apple Pay. Yeah. Like it's all on there. And how many people's like info is on there? And so this is this is putting something as basically putting something out there into the world onto the internet, it's got and, and it has not it has has very little to do with like government mistrust, but I photos mean, that too location information, yeah, like both those, and even like what they were saying the ability like it's basically you know the scene in, in Dark Knight whenever Batman turns on the uh, the that's right cameras and the microphones and all the um, the cell phones and like. That's a very like a that's a moral decision that you know uh, Lucius Fox. Yeah, you know, Lucius Fox says if you do this, I'm out. You know, yeah. like you can't do this, and he does it anyway. And like that's the kind of breach of privacy we're talking about, right? And I, you know, and that and that situation is shown as like, well, this is a noble thing. We're trying to find Joker, but it's like at this what is, cost, though? Yeah, this is something that like really, really um, breaches the privacy of millions of people. Yeah. And that protected privacy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Again, I, I don't know where it's going to end up. Yeah. But I do. I'm glad that Apple's taking a stand. Yeah. And um, I want to see where where it goes and what the decision is because yeah. it, it does need to be decided somewhere other than just an argument with the FBI between Apple. It needs to be decided right. in either a court of law or in Congress. Right. The last thing I'll say about it is that emails and and uh, a bunch of cyber data like from from Microsoft and Google a lot of times they would subpoena via yeah. uh, terrorism they would get huge groups like not just the suspected people but they get huge groups of uh, emails and things and they would they would uh, they would comb through them all and they would just have these I mean, emails that's different though because you know like that's in, in Google's possession that Correct. lives on Google servers right and so this is not what they're saying because Apple is saying we've given them everything we have right so anything we had that was about this phone even anything we have access to they have access to right but this is something we don't have access to we don't think it's good for anybody to have access to this even us right. and which is why we they've chosen not to create it exactly and not to have it exactly and not to put it out in the world because i mean it, it, it would be a, you know it's like you you don't want to create the the uh, the master key to your own software right and then be like hey it's out there i mean yeah you know, I they say know. a it's safe, just... you know, or, or a a lock is only as as protected as the key. You know, I mean, it's like you you have if you the key location is Who is somewhere. I, I don't know. <laughs> they say it. Chris. They say anyway. It. So like, if the key is just sitting under your mat, for example, right? It's like th- that lock totally easy to get into. Just well, yeah. open up the mat, you know, and that sort of thing. So, but if the key doesn't exist for this lock. Nobody's getting Then that's there. poor planning on uh, whoever built the house. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. And that's the news. Rocket League! It's time for Rocket League. It's time for Rocket League. You're Rocket listening League. to the music from Rocket League. It's fantastic. The theme. I didn't even realize that you could get this music. Yeah, there's the soundtrack, man. It's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. Um, so, Rocket League debuted it made its xbox one debut this week yeah it came out this was a story it was supposed to come out on wednesday that's what all the like the press releases were saying all that kind of stuff oh, yeah. so we and it was even on the xbox store yeah it was under uh coming soon or uh something like that future releases whatever it was called right. it wasn't in the available now kind of thing so we right. downloaded it. we all thought it was just preloading yeah and then it allowed us to launch it and like 
So we were playing this thing on Tuesday. Yeah, for some reason on Tuesday, I was thinking it was Wednesday that day. Yeah. Like I was just a day ahead. Um, and so I was like, oh, yeah, we're get, all getting online to play Rocket League tonight. And then I realized, wait a second, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Dang it. And then um, so I went to preload it. Like, okay, I went to pre-order. And then I, I was like, well, it doesn't. It's not. It says it's ready to launch. Does it say it's ready to launch if you're like preloading something? So I pricked, pressed A as if I was going to launch this thing, yeah. and then I got into a match about 30 seconds later. That's amazing. But Chris, let me mm. tell you, we played Rocket League a little bit on uh, on PlayStation, yeah, PlayStation Four, and super fun there. But I had not really played more than just like a few matches. Yes. This time, mm-hmm. I am so amped about about Rocket League. Oh, yeah. I. I have uh, I've looked up tutorial like videos about good strategies and like all this stuff about about the game now like last night after getting on uh, and playing uh, for the second night yes um I started looking up strategies and stuff and figuring out like what what are the pros doing and all these kind of things and I haven't done that type of a thing since uh, I began playing Call of Duty however many years and years ago that was it was Modern Warfare two uh, whenever I, I started on Call of Duty and so I haven't been that competitively into something where I'm like oh my gosh I want to get better at this <laughs> I need to get better at this and since uh, since Call of Duty so I'm I'm amped man that's amazing yeah uh, my experience last. Uh, Actually, two nights ago was was great. I last night I was supposed to meet up with you, and yeah. I fell flat asleep. It woke up at like one a.m. and I was like, "Oh, I just need to go to bed." And I just, just rolled over and went to sleep. Um, got, got up the next day, and everything like my computer was still on, still running Pro Tools, <laughs> like all my lights were on, like oh, my geez. phone was on, like on one percent in the other room. You know, crazy stuff. <laughs> it was just a weird night, but yeah, I'm super excited. Like I loved, I played a lot more Rocket League on PS4 um, than you did. And like the 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 funness, if that's a thing, of yeah. the game, like totally transfers over. And, yeah. Like there's even some updates that I hadn't played um, recently uh, that exist. Like it kind of came over with all the DLC, like right. all the updates and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, man, it's just great, man. Dude, it's super fun. Um, I will say the uh, the 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 front of my couch is gonna wear out because I'm sitting on the edge of my seat <laughs> all day long. <laughs> True. I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, so Rocket League, super fun. Everybody who has a uh, Xbox, PS4, whatever, buy Rocket League. Yes. Do yourselves a favor and play Rocket League. It's yeah. so much fun. Twenty bucks, easy, easy to uh, to get your money's worth out of twenty dollars spend on this. You know, so so fun. I thought it was funny that you weren't aware of like the necessity and the ability to just go flying through the air. Right. Like I knew you could jump and I knew you could like boost and stuff, but I didn't think of the combo where you, like you. Jump and then boost, yeah. and you would go flying. We haven't really talked about what this is for people who don't know what it is. That's true. So this, so Rocket League. Let's just, let's take a step back here. Yeah, just backtrack. Imagine you're in a in a, a soccer arena. There is a ball, and you are all driving RC cars. Yep. Okay, that and you're, you're trying to get the ball into the net. RC cars that can go supersonic speeds. Yes, yeah, so there are boosts, uh, kind of modules all over the ground. You hit one of them and you kind of like increase the amount of boost that you have and then you can boost up into the air and you know straight ahead. Yep. You can hit people and blow them up, yep. like crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. And and so it's, there's drive on there's the walls. A, there's a huge competitive esports scene right. for this game and uh, it's on PC, PS4, now Xbox. It's yeah. a it's a phenomenon, John. Yes. It is you're right. It is a phenomenon because it's phenomenal. Mm. Oh boy. 
Oh boy. Yeah, dude. It's so good. So good. I'm going to be playing, playing uh, Rocket League a bunch. And, and uh, again, if you're into kind of uh, fast paced sports games, like I haven't, I think Catherine uh, mentioned, she was like, you haven't yelled this much. Like <laughs> whenever you playing almost any other game where it's just like, yeah, whenever it's a tense goal, right. or like, no, well, it's not like, you know, call of duty, you know, you win a match like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. Well, I just, you know, I just got some kills. Right. Yeah. You kill like 20, 20, 30 people. You, I, I still am just like, yeah, that was a great match, but I, I'm not like just edge of my seat tense, and then all of a sudden it just blows up, you right. know? So, yeah. I mean, it's a sports game. Like, it is that's, a sports that's game. That's what's crazy. Is like, it's just like sport car, soccer, sports game thing. Right. It's great. great. It's Rocket League, John. It's Rocket League. Well, that was a short main segment, but... I think that's okay. We had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, larger, meatier yeah. uh, other segments. It's been a, it's been a good podcast. It has been a good podcast. We've covered a, a wide variety of things. Yeah, it's great movies, comics, television, and games. John, all the topics, all the topics that we cover here at Stay on Target. Boom! You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. All the links to today's topics in the article, the blog post. On stayontargetpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. And at Stay on Target Pod. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. And your freezer. I think I mentioned that we were in your freezer last week. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I, that was a different conversation I was having. That with makes no sense and doesn't ring any bells in my <laughs> mind. But sure, I'll go with it. You can find us in your freezer, folks. Just open it up. Give us a little uh, just wave. Re- just reminded of me of all of those like commercials where like in your freezer aisle. In your you know? in your freezer. Oh, I see what the reference is now. <laughs> that that, that wasn't was... the reference to begin with, Chris. <laughs> oh, it's the reference now. Though. Then I'm completely lost again. Now, now it's the reference. I'm Next week, what it. are we covering? Do we know? Oh man, uh, no. But two weeks from now, we're covering Oscars. Uh, or is that next week? No, that is next week. Next week is the Oscar show. Yes. Next week, we're talking about the Oscars. Where I'm going to give my Oscar predictions. I've seen all the Best Picture nominees. All right. Um, I'm hoping to maybe see some of the uh, the best actor and actress nominees uh, that I haven't watched yet. I think there's three movies that I haven't seen. So Chris, I'm going to be all studied up, ready to give you my predictions. John. Out of those predictions, how yeah. many of them? Like, how will you score? How do you think? Uh, how do you think you'll score? Because like the next week, we got to review and see how well you score. Oh, you mean how how good my predictions? Picks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't mean I. Who knows? Man. You think fifty percent? I think I. Yeah. I don't think I get fifty percent. You think fifty? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. What do you think? Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be bold, Chris. Yeah. I'm gonna be bold and say you could probably guess sixty percent. Dang man. Oh yeah. All right. More than half. Like I'm just I'm just saying that more than half uh-huh. you will guess right. The pressure's on. The pressure is on. Yep. So that that's next week on the podcast. We also have Flash on Target, Arrow on Target. You can find those stayontargetpodcast.com if you like those shows on the CW. Some crazy stuff happened on Flash last Holy week and this week. Cow, so so they went to Earth too. If you're into comics, you know what implications that has on the show. You know. <laughs> so uh, check out that as well. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. Target.